Boom, coming in hot, Chichi. What's up, man? Good morning, Monday Good morning. Good morning. We're both, we're both uh, grinding, right? I was up late with football. You were up late at the network, right? Doing yeah, man, we're both grinding. Yeah, what time did you sure. get out? What time did you get out? What time did you well, get to bed? I got to bed at 1. I got to bed at like one ten. So, and here we are. Yeah, we're so. Eight hours later. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Turn around. You know what, dude? I'm wearing my orange sweatshirt today in honor of my fallen Mets fans, friends, dude. They are off the uh, ledge. Terrible, dude. terrible night. It was uh, so fast. It was so fast where that series ended. Like, you know, Jess is a huge Mets fan. Sarah is too, right? Yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once they got to four. First of all, when it was 2 nothing, it was like, ah. Then when it got to 4 nothing, it was like, all right, series over. It was like there was no yeah. coming back there. What, what was your take? Oh, no, dude. Well, the take was, yeah, you're exactly right. When they when they went down um, two nothing, that when Bassett threw that pitch to Aaron to Austin Nola, and he you know curveball, he snuck it through the hole on the left side. I was like, uh oh. But you you could see Musgrove from the from the jump, man. He had all his stuff working. He was like, yes. you know, ninety four, ninety five miles an hour. He was his cutter was working. A lot of weak contact early in the game. Yeah. Like, oh, anything the Mets put in play was weak contact. So. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was a you know great great job by Musgrove and yeah. and when I look at the Padres, man, you know that bottom of the lineup. You know, when you're thinking, you're thinking when you think the Padres lineup, you think Soto, you think Machado, you think you know, you think uh, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury. The guys that really stepped up in that series was seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and and Kim, um, Grisham, <clears throat> Trent Grisham, yep. And uh, and Austin Nola, those guys yeah, raked, man. They raked, and you get that in series. That's how you win series, right? You need everybody's got to yeah. step up. The other thing about Musgrove, it's so funny. It's it's 2022, but I would say he's he's like a throwback to like 2009 because he throws he didn't throw a uh, hundred miles an hour, but his breaking balls were just and every pitch was in his own. Every pitch Musgrove threw yeah. was in yeah. his own. Well, he was he was attacking the zone, man. The great pitchers. They're, they're they're nasty in the zone. Yeah. Like his cutter was cutting right yeah. in the zone. It's two seamer. You're right. His curveball yeah. had some good. Bites. I think like half a couple guys out on changeups. Yeah, in like yeah. the fifth inning, I remember hearing a stat. It was like it was like half the batters were 0-2. Like half of them, like midway through the yeah. game, 0-2 counts. And then all right, so obviously everybody's talking about the Buck thing. Buck goes. Yeah. Like, it was just so. It just made me so uncomfortable as a human seeing somebody rub somebody else's ears. That's just I don't know why that. <laughs> But but uh, I know. Right, give me your take, and I got a funny story about it. Well, I mean, I you know, Buck was saying, you know, whatever. He, you know, they thought this or that. You know, maybe the spin rate was up a little bit. Whatever, it wasn't up that much. Uh, I just think Buck it was a desperation move. They were, Buck knew they were they were, you know, anything to try and get maybe Musgrove Musgrove out of the game because they weren't touched last night. There's no doubt about it. So I think you know, obviously nothing came up. Nothing showed up. You know, Joe was clean, and uh, you know the fact that Alfonso Marquez had to go out there and rub his ears. <laughs> was, he rubbed his ears, and he kind of rubbed his face too. I'm like, "What's going on?" Yeah, it was like it was like he was like rubbing a genie bottle, like the way he was doing it. He did it with such care. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. So, so funny. here's hold on, wait, Joe Musgrove. I think it was it pissed, McCutcheon? It pissed it pissed Musgrove Musgrove off, Musgrove off even more. Yeah, McCutcheon sent a tweet out that said. Pitchers put icy hot on their ears. Yeah, is that a fact? Did you know that? I don't know. I used to do. Greg Vaughn used to take a bath in icy hot. I'm like, it was, dude, dude, it's not even called icy hot. It's called red hot. Yes, it, it, dude, guys, I don't think that's what he had on his ears. But but the fact that McCutcheon sent that out, 
out you know, going back to Red Hot, people did bathe in that Red Hot, dude. Dude, the, uh, there there are I've heard reports from people we know who played with Roger Clemens saying he would do his entire body <laughs> and all yeah. the, all the parts right before it starts yeah. so he could be amped up. That is, first of all, that's bananas. Here's a weird thing though: it was about the third inning. My father-in-law Jerry, who's a huge Mets fan, knows the game really well. Calls Jess and he goes, "Why are his ears look wet?" I'm not kidding. Like very early in the game, and Jess is like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" She's like, "He's like his ears look wet. He's cheating. He's cheating." And then so when when Buck went out there, I was like, "Oh my god, is my father-in-law right? Did he catch him cheating like three years?" <laughs> but it was like like he said, "It's not like it was like it, it wasn't like a super cold night." So he 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 was just sweating, right? That's all that's all it was. And Buck, man, yeah, he it takes a licking. Yeah. And on the flip side, dude, saying goodbye to the Mets. Wow, that happened so quick. You went 101 games. And you still lose kind of like the Mets lose. That's how New York fans are looking at it right now. Wow. You can't look at that. What an unbelievable year. 101 Mm -hmm. games. They didn't, they didn't lose. The Braves took it. The Braves were dominant. They they were the most dominant team for the last four months. I mean, just steamrolling teams. And they basically caught the Mets. They didn't, the Mets didn't blow it. You you don't win 101 games and blow it. It's just, it's not the way it goes. I think the biggest thing, Chinch, is that it's just another reason why you don't want to be a wild card team because if you're built, if you've built your rotation to be, to, to sustain 162, well, then you've built a rotation to be a, in a five, seven game series. If you're in a three game series, anything can happen. You can get buzzsawed. If you're in a five game series, you were in the division, you get to the division series. Now you got the Grom Scherzer lined up at least a couple times. Right. At least one of them goes again. Maybe another one comes out of the pen. So yeah. that's such a different series than, Hey, Scherzer didn't have to do great. I mean, how many times do you see a guy, a, a guy like Scherzer, not have a good outing and then come back in that same right. series in the next game and dominate? Right. right? So you, then you got Degrom wins you game two, and then you run into a buzzsaw. You run into Joe Musgrove, who's got great stuff, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball. You run into Joe Musgrove and and and, and a buzzsaw. So that's the that's the thing that you great know you, 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 fr- frustrates you. That like, had that been a five game series, you're gonna see Scherzer again. You know, you're probably going to yeah. see Degrom again, and things are totally right. different. Well, and you're you know, not. That's why that's game why one is in desperation. Game game one of the wild card series, you're in desperation mode. It's like it's like being in a, a seven game series tied two two, and you got to win that that rubber match. Anyway, exactly, and, and, and so much for home field advantage too. Right. Even though, I mean, oh, they took that every, crowd out of that game last night. Like I've never only, seen before. The only the only team that won the home field was the Guardians. That's right. Great Every, call. Everyone huh? else, everyone else lost. Wow. Everyone else lost, Unreal. and everyone else got swept. Well, Cardinals got swept. Yep. Uh, the Blue Jays got swept, and then the Mets lost in three. Yeah. But still, still crazy. Yeah. So let's spin yeah. it forward. Here's what we got: Philly, Atlanta, Seattle, Houston, Cleveland, New York, San Diego, Dodgers. Where do you want to start? You want to start Philly, Atlanta? Yeah. What's our take there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, dude, you know what? Let's let's go there because you know when you look at that matchup, they've what uh, they've been they they face each other nineteen times in the same division. Uh, the, the Braves are uh, it was eleven and eight, eleven and eight to the Braves. Braves won eleven, Phillies won eight. If you go down and look at the matchup too, they match up well. They match up in their rotations. They match up well in the lineups. The bullpens was where the Braves had the big advantage. You know, mm-hmm. you go back and look at the ERA for the Braves was I can't remember two or three. And the and the bullpen for the Phillies was over five, right? And that's been the that's been the Phillies' Achilles heel for so, so like long, two now. three years now. That's what got yeah. George Girardi fired, right? Exactly, exactly. So, 
you know, then you got the Braves rotation with Wright, Freed, Morton, and Spencer Strider's back. He's been hurt, but he's got unbelievable stuff. So, you know, the Phillies are definitely going to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, matched up in a way that, you know, they're going to have their work cut out for them, no doubt about it. You know, I think the one thing, Chinch, about these playoffs that we've seen so far, you know, the, the long ball uh-huh. is not a huge factor. Good point. The, the hits, the singles, that everyone, oh, that guys hit mm-hmm. singles. I'd rather have the home run guys. Oh, yeah? Come playoff time, guess what? You don't want the home run guys. You want the guys that can hit because you're going to face great pitching. So you've got to string together hits, yep. you know, and you've got to find a way to beat guys that a lot of these guys are not going to give up the home run ball. They're the best pitchers in the game for a reason. That's why these teams are in the postseason. Yes. So you've got to find a way to string together hits. That's why you see Aaron that Austin Nola with a knock. You see Grisham with a single. You see Kim with a walk. Stole a base. Soto with a bunt. Right, like dude, there was the bunt came out a couple yep. times in, in in the playoffs because runs are at a premium. Yeah. So it's so funny. Well, you got so that's what I mean. It's going to be interesting to see that Guardian Yankee line a matchup. Mm-hmm. The Yankees have the most home runs in the league. Mm-hmm. The Guardians, I think, are close to the bottom. Maybe have the least or the, the 29th. Right. The um the Guardians strike out the least in the league. Right. The, the the Yankees walk the most. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, does the home run ball play, even play, when you have – you got to face Bieber, you got to face McKenzie, and you got to face Quantrill. It does the home run ball play. And I'm sure there are going to be some home runs hit. But when you rely on that all season long, and then you get to the postseason, you face great pitching, that's why – the guy, a team like the Mets, they end up getting to a buzzsaw like Musgrove. They couldn't muster anything together, yep. even like even a home run. So that series, I'm going to be interested in because the Guardians just played good baseball. Wow. It's not sexy. The only guy that's really sexy is Jose Ramirez. Everyone else is kind of a grinder player. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of young kids put the ball in play, run the bases well, old school defense. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a, a, a series that I'm you know really looking forward to seeing. And when you go fast forward to the Dodgers. San Diego. Hey, these guys know each other, but the head-to-head matchups, Chinchy, yeah, fourteen and five. Mm. The Dodgers are fourteen and five against the Padres. Now, obviously, this is a postseason, so anything can happen. Soto has basically been invisible. Did we just awaken a giant last night wow. with two two for four, a couple, you know, a couple ribbies, one of them against Diaz the other way? So we'll see what happens. But the Dodgers are are freaking juggernaut, man. They're Dude. a juggernaut, but. The Padres are coming. You are always so locked in on weeks that you're at the network. You're so <laughs> locked in right now. It's so good. Wait, who did we hit yet? Oh, it's so the one game, we, one series we didn't even hit yet. Seattle, Houston. Man, yeah, Houston. Yeah, man. You got to give that. Well, I mean, they're always there. They're always there. Whether they cheated back then or not, they're always yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. But the bottom line is uh, Dusty Baker announced that Justin Verlander is the number one starter. Mm-hmm. Playing with Verlander in 06 and 07, man, no one prepares like this guy. Nobody. And the, and the film that he watches, and he had one hiccup against the Mariners in May. He gave up like six runs, I think. Other than that, he faced him a few other times and dominated in every, in every start. So, I mean, I, I think of it like Musgrove last night, really hitting his spots, not staying out of the middle of the plate, changing eye levels of the hitters. With Verlander going game one, you know, the, the, hey, the Mariners are, you know, th- that whole rotation's yeah, pretty that's good. That's awesome. Verlander, Verlander is the modern day Nolan Ryan, just not as, like, angry. But think about it, dude. At his age, you played. Like, Bro, he's yeah, still nasty. He's nasty, dude. Nasty. Yeah. And he's got, oh, you know, he's got, he's got that, he's got a change up curveball, slider, fastball. I mean, just his arsenals yeah. is, reminds me of Roy Halladay. You know, the thing about Seattle and, 
you know, this isn't a quantifiable stat, but, like, man, they got something. They got, like, the juju or the mojo or whatever yeah, you call it, they and do. they are on a roll, and they love their manager, and the players love playing with each other. So there's something to be said for that. And you know what I think with them? It's house money at this point. They got mm-hmm. in. They won Good a series. Point. Think about it. Like, the pressure is really – I would argue of the one, two, three, four, five, six – of the eight teams, Seattle has the least amount of pressure to win anything. And I would put Philly oh, second, maybe Cleveland. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with that. If you name probably the three that believe some of our pressure, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, when you go back and look at the Mariners, go back and look at the evolution of the season. They yep. were terrible out yes. the gate. I thought Service was going to get fired. Even Depoto is going to get fired. Next thing you know, uh, you know, it re- kind of reminds you of the Washington Nationals back when they won it. Back when mm. Dave Martinez, you know, back a few years ago, oh, he's getting fired. He's out of here. Comp, yeah. Next you know that. They're winning the whole thing. Yep. The, the Mariners, man, they have the recipe. The, the, and the biggest the biggest pickup they have changed when they went and got Castillo, yes. Luis Castillo from uh from the Reds, dude. This guy. Yeah, great move. He's dirty. He's <laughs> great move. So so um the Mariners are good, man. They're, that's a good team. Yeah. Um, but in, in my heart, a little bit, brother, I just love Dusty Baker so much. And the, and I just would love him to see, love to see him win one at some point. Yeah. By the they way, they got the team. They got the team to win it. Yeah, great point about that deal. You know who else was in on them? The Yankees cool. wanted him. The Mets wanted him. Exactly, the Braves wanted dude. him. The Mets are out. The Yankees don't. Want him. And and he's right. sitting there on that squad in this playoff series. And, that's that's cool. And the Yankees got Montos, right? Isn't he hurt, Frankie Montos? Yeah, he's, and or, don't forget, or, or he's been, or he yeah. hasn't been that good. Yeah, and you you still got your Jordan Montgomery trade that you were very unhappy about for the. Yankees. Oh my gosh! Still do not understand that. Will not understand how you trade a frontline starting pitcher for a, 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 a center fielder that's a decent player that was on the DL. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! All right, so speaking of. Uh, Let's see, getting beat up with things. The freaking Steelers, man, your boys. We got to talk about them. Oh, week. man. But you did see a little fight. You did see a little fight from the uh, from the rookie, Pickett. Well, well that's because he literally got in a fight. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were all over him. Yeah. Freaking Kenny Pickett, he, you know, he, uh, he gets sacked the one time down too low. He throw, you know, throwing haymakers, grabbing face masks and stuff. Yeah. I think it's a ton of frustration with the Steelers, man. Ugh. They look terrible. They're one and four. They should be zero and five. They won that first game of the year against the Bengals, <laughs> yeah. only because T.J. Watt was on the field just wreaking havoc. So. Yeah, man. And, know, and 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 the Bengals missed six field goals in overtime. Yeah, Probably. and you know you can't blame the head coach for everything, but like he's never gone through something like this, dude. They they're doing like historically bad things for Steelers. Well, like it's like not well, since nineteen fifty seven. Every stat is starts like that. It's terrible. I know. Well, dude. Also, too. Don't forget. Tomlin's never coached with Roethlisberger not being his quarterback. That's true. That's true. So at the end of the day, bro, you win and die in that league. It's a quarterback league. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're not. You know, it's like Jim Leland used to say. Jim Leland used to say, "Case, I got horseshit players. I'm a horseshit manager. I got great <laughs> players. I'm a hell of a manager." That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and by that time Mike of his Tomlin's, career, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. Plus, at that point in, in Roethlisberger's career, he was like a co-head coach. You know, like yeah. And now you got to right. start all over with a guy that doesn't know. You're not thinking in the same mindset. Those two probably share the same brain by the time Ben retired. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, now you know how good of a you know coach and coaching staff really is in Pittsburgh. We'll see. Yeah. Now, on a flip side, the, the, the division. For the first time in years, because, like, the NFC East has sucked for years. There's usually one or two good teams. But, like, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, all 4-1. and The Eagles, obviously, like, were built to be 4-1. and The other two teams 
especially without Dak on a Cowboys, we're, we're, you, when Dak went down, it was like, oh, season over for them. Jerry Jones is going to fire everybody. Yeah. And then yeah. and the Giants, <laughs> the Giants literally do not have a wide receiver who's like, would probably start <laughs> on many other teams. But like Barkley, they run him out of the wildcat. He's playing some downs in quarterback. And right. the quarterback, he grinds it out. They, they dive all over the ball. Their defense is pretty good. And the Cowboys' backup quarterback is a greatest story. Is one of the better stories in the league, too. Yeah. Pretty crazy, man. What's your take? Who do no, you like in that division? It's, a, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. You thought when Dak went down, the Cowboys were in trouble. And here they sit 4-1. and one. You know, that's that's unbelievable. Jalen Hurt, man, he, I feel like he just gets better and better every year. You know, he went yeah. – and, you know, you know, he went to Oklahoma. I think him leaving Alabama, going to Oklahoma – Helped him be a better quarterback because he's he's really stepped up big time since he's been in the NFL. Like yeah. every year, he seems to get a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, and the Giants, man, dude, it's incredible, dude. I was so at, when I went to the, I went to the Pearl Jam show a few weeks ago at MSG, and the Giants were playing the four o'clock game. Oh yeah. So we're getting ready. We're getting ready to go in and you know to the, the to the MSG and giant fans everywhere at the bar yeah. we're at. You know, getting some food. Yeah. And uh, and that was uh, uh, you know they, they they came back to win late and then it was incredible. But also, was it the first game of the year they went for two? Yeah, that was it. Sent a message. They're like, that we're going it. for two. Yeah, that- like, we're not going. We're not going for one. We're going for two, and they went for two, and they won it, yeah. dude. The Giants being four. How about the and how about the Jets? Dude, the Jets are three. And, dude, the Jets are three and two. Jets They're taking receipts. Battled. They're actually taking people's receipts. Yes. Oh, we said that. Immediately. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That was both week one storylines. We're going for two for the Giants, and the Jets taking receipts from two opposite yeah. angles. And it's funny, like here in New York, it's like. They kept saying the Giants are the worst two and one team ever. The Giants are the worst three and one team ever. Now they're saying the Giants are the worst four and one team ever. Guess what? You're four and one. End of story. We we had Brandon Jacobs on yesterday. He goes, I don't care how bad four and one is. He's like four and one is not bad. You can't say bad yeah. and four and one in the same sentence. It's just not right. It's tough to yeah. win in the NFL. It is. It's tough and to win Jets, one game in the NFL. Dude, the Jets have the Jets rookies yesterday. The running backs, cornerbacks, everybody, everybody may play safety. Unbelievable! Yeah. They they all you want to see in your football team is them play hard and have guys who look like they're playing hard. And every team we just mentioned, yeah, Steelers exception, uh, kind of yeah. is those teams where you can root really hard for it right now. Not saying that Chish, Steelers aren't working hard, but Chish, do you think there's a clear cut? Because you're in it, obviously, with the thirty third team and the stuff you're doing. Is there a clear cut best team out there? Is there is there a team you're like you know what Buffalo? Boom. Buffalo has Buffalo. that defensive line, and like they just their offense <laughs> yeah. is crazy. And the Chiefs are a little off, and they're still that good. They're facing each other next week, so that. Oh, but but awesome. I think that I don't think you can compare most teams to those two offenses. Those two offenses are unstoppable. But the Bills' defense with Von Miller and that line, Von Miller, yeah, uh, they are a tough they team look, to beat. They, they look pissed. Yes. They look like oh mm-hmm. oh, oh we lost last year with 13 seconds yeah. to go we should have won we're pissed <laughs> yeah exactly think about that they were like 13 <laughs> seconds away from possibly going to the Super yeah. Bowl and being the champion so yeah they came back with a grind another thought I, I thought of this uh, so they played Thursday night opening Thursday night which is screwed up right. you know as a former athlete like when you don't right, play right. on your schedule they didn't play a game until the next Monday night football. So it's arguably the largest gap in the history between two games. And they came out in that second game and look just as good as anything. And that's a testament right, to your coaching staff, but it's yes. a testament to the players who are like, oh, yeah. that's a long layoff between games. And they, 
they came into the season, yeah. like you said, with a chip on their shoulder. And I feel like they're not yeah. going to let themselves lose much. So they're Dude, tough it team. reminds it reminds me of a quick story. I think I've told this before, but when I when I was uh, when I was with the Red Sox in 2008, went to, we went to uh, Patriots camp, and you know with Scott Pioli, you know a buddy of mine, who was the GM at the time, and like the second snap of camp, you know packed house and all this stuff. Brady in the center get up, they fumble the snap, and Brady in the center take a lap. Dude, like like it's oh, high school football. Cool. So I go, to, I say, I say to Scott Pioli, I go, bro, why is Tom Brady taking a lap? Like he goes, hey man, he goes, when the best player on your team and in football get buys into the program, everyone else gets in line. When I look at the Buffalo Bills, I see the same thing with Josh Allen. This guy's a grinder. He's grimy. He's tough. He takes on like he'll run the ball <laughs> and knock out of bounds and take yeah. a freaking you know put his shoulder down like. He, he's all in, and you yeah. see that team kind of like get in line behind Josh Allen. That's a great point. You know, remember CC Sabathia told us the same story when the team used to run sprints and, and jog after practice, and CC was walking inside, and he looked, and he saw Pettit and Jeter and Mariano running with the team, and he was like, oh, shit, I got to go put my, my cleats back on. Remember? That's, that's a great <laughs> exactly. point. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. there we go. We're caught up Monday Night Football time. You get the Chiefs, so that's interesting. And we got – that actually, this is a pretty. This is a pretty good how this, this week shakes out because you got Monday Night Football tonight if you're a sports fan, yeah. and then tomorrow, one p.m., three thirty-seven p.m., seven thirty-seven p.m., nine thirty-seven p.m. That is baseball Tuesday. Let's go. All right. Let's go. All right. This is so, heaven, dude. This is heaven for a sports fan this time this of year. This is heaven. Hey, you know Football, what? Football, baseball playoffs. Hey, we were we've been talking. Maybe at some point, at some point in a day tomorrow, we can do one of those Instagram live things we were or YouTube lives we were talking about. Yeah. We got four let's games it, going. Dude. All right, yeah, stay tuned for that. Let's do it. We yeah, give stay that a tuned. Look, look for us. <laughs> look, look for us. Don't miss us. We're gonna, we're both going to go look back to us. bed right now because we're exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> look for dude. How about I, I want to say one thing? Yeah. It's so funny. Like it, it, people's interpretation of stuff. I was on the network last night, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, I literally couldn't have said how good Musgrove was, how awesome he was. They didn't find anything on him. Blah blah blah. And it's so funny. I, I was checking Twitter, you know, before like for something like with uh, Kent State. Mm. And some, you know, some guy, you know, puts out there oh. that Sean Casey, you know, whatever, you know, is is uh, accusing Joe Musgrove of cheating, oh, embarrassing. Geez. I'm like, okay. You know oh, what I mean? Like, God, that's so annoying. You know, where do people get stuff sometimes? Oh, by the way, speaking of that, there is a – Incredible. There is, like, the Ken Rosenthal of, like, soccer. Like, yeah. do you know his – there's a guy named Sean Casey. Sean Casey, he's, like, this, like – hardcore soccer uh insider type guy right he yeah. gets he might be the most hated person in europe dude and his name <laughs> Sean Casey. serious dude i'm 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 telling you people hate this guy i, I hope i'm i'm not wrong the Sean Casey no show do again. you know why because every once in a while I'll, I'll look i'll look you up for the show to see if anybody wrote about about anything we did or something like that and all of a sudden i'll be like sean casey's the biggest piece of shit in the world and i'm like who wrote this and i'm like Oh, he's talking about like the Arsenal matchup in, in Europe, and I'm like, this is not the same so guy. Funny, dude. Yeah. So funny, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, all right. So oh, we, we're sorry, we're sorry, right. other Sean Casey, but we got the better one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want. We all we all, we, we got to do that show when we're back. Just go back to the old Sean Casey down there. That was yes, fun. That was fun. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. All right, bro. All right, bro. We'll see all you man. tomorrow Love morning. Man. Hey, thanks. Thanks for getting up one Monday you morning. Too. I'll you see too. you. I'll see you tomorrow, brother. Right, Monday bro. night football tonight. All right, I'll see you.